Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers who want more money, power, and impact. I'm your host, Alex E. Lember. I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity and that leveraging entrepreneurship is the fastest way to raise the consciousness of our planet. So in this podcast, I interview light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who follow their soul mission and have built a business around it. I call them light leaders, and this is the new paradigm. You will hear their stories and more importantly, receive tools, tips, and strategies on how you can also impact more people and grow your business while following your soul mission. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, Screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. There's a device I love and use almost every day. It's called the Healy. It sends specific frequencies to the body. It's been developed by quantum physicists from Germany and it is the next evolution of health and well-being. It has amazing results. On top of it, it's an entrepreneurial opportunity. This is how I monetize my lifestyle, my brand, and this podcast. So if you're interested in getting this amazing device for yourself, or also in the entrepreneurial opportunity, I would love to help you. You can go to www.thelightleaders.org slash Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Aaron Baya, who is a Canadian entrepreneur and philanthropist who's lived a full-spectrum life. From organized crime in Vancouver to spiritual development in Asia, Aaron's seen his world shift from the fast life of the rough part of town to meditation and yoga in the Himalayas where he learned to live a life of generosity, connection and compassion. Since starting his life over in Bali in 2016, he's launched four businesses in four years and raised tens of thousands of dollars every year for unprivileged and mentally disabled Balinese children. He's the founder of Karma House Bali, Conscious Arts Tattoos, and a partner in Yogi Lab and Ulu Life. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm curious, what was your morning routine this morning? Today, I woke up, had a meditation. I went outside in the sunlight, the first thing I did, and I shook my body in the grass mm. and I just did a little bit of shaking a little bit of movement I jumped in my pool to wake me up and then I had a very busy day so I had to drive up to from Uluwatu mm. to Ubud to check on some businesses and, and do that so I had a coffee and cacao and Ooh, okay. quick one coffee and cacao coffee, cacao <laughs> MCT oil nice. made my own bulletproof uh, cacao ceremony mm. with myself <laughs> nice yeah. and to, to give some background to uh, the listeners I'd love to have a a little bit of a, an insight about your why, what's your vision for the world, what drives you, mm -hmm. and also how the businesses you have set up 
help bring this vision into manifestation? Yeah, no problem. I mean, my why is personally transformation. I firmly believe in transformation. I've transformed my life from a very rough, crazy spectrum, chaos, to finding contentment, to growing, mm. to creating, and creating from like a heart-centered spiritual place rather than an egoic place. So I went from Louis Vuitton clothes and Mercedes to wanting to help people, wanting to build things, and wanting to actually create from the heart. So the businesses all reflect that, and I just want to do things that are fun. I want to do things that I like. So if I would do it for free and it's something that's fun doing it with people I love and I can make money out of it, I'm winning. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. And that was what it was. I did enough things for money that didn't make me happy mm. to know it's not worth it. Even if you're making more money than you've ever seen before, if you're not happy you, and you're not connected to yourself, you could be monetarily rich, but you're going to be spiritually poor. Mm. Yeah, and I was. Okay. Yeah. And can you share a little bit about your story as especially so from organized crime in, mm -hmm. in Vancouver, how, what led, let's say in two steps, maybe one, what led you to your spiritual development mm -hmm. and also then making that jump from being more spiritually developed to sharing those gifts through business with the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started off, I grew up in a rough area mm -hmm. and all the guys around me that were cool, all the guys that got the girls, All the guys who had the money were gangsters. They were in organized crime. They were the ones who had the power. And I was bullied growing up. And I wanted to be one of those guys. I didn't want to be fucked with anymore. Mm. Uh, sorry, can I swear on the show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I didn't want to be a victim. I wanted to be somebody who was powerful. Mm. And if you're not connected to yourself, you then find uh, seek out power in distorted ways. The ways that aren't right. Your ego runs the show rather than your heart. And I, the culmination of all that life um, was depression, addiction. It, wasn't, it was not connection. It was disconnection. And that's what got me into trouble. And that's what mm. I, I got sick of it. It's not what I wanted to do anymore. When I moved out to Bali, I spent a good, solid one year only healing. I, I, my relationship with money was non-existent for one whole year because I just mm. needed to work on myself. And I did a bunch of yoga, tr yoga teacher trainings. I you know, went to a bunch of um, meditation retreats. I was in the Himalayas. I lived in an ashram, a bunch of plant medicine. I did every little spiritual thing somebody told me to do because I thought maybe it would take me somewhere. I was like, I'm going to be super spiritual. I'm going to grow. I'm going to do it all. Give it to me. I grew a beard. I had a mala beans. I, I did everything I possibly could. And so you wouldn't recognize me from the guy I grew up in grew up in, in, in Vancouver, except for all the tattoos. <laughs> a lot of that I couldn't, I couldn't hide. Um, and, you know, once I got a little bit more comfortable with myself, I was able to create, I was able to get back into business and then business opportunities just started happening. Mm. And the right ones, once I attuned myself, once I got more connected to my heart and figured out why I wanted to do things and moving from a place of joy and creation rather than a place of need and desperation mm. and doing it for the wrong reasons things just started blowing up for me all the things i needed to get all the people i needed to meet all the connections i needed to make a certain thing happen just started going right there in front of me you know uh, if you're connected to your heart things will align mm. and to go more in details then uh what did you create So I started off, I mean, my first business when I moved to Bali was a bed and breakfast. It was an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. uh, I had the idea. I was in real estate back in Canada as well. So I was like, ah, oh, this would be an easy first business. And it was successful. I was an Airbnb super host, but I didn't, I realized quickly, I didn't care about beds or breakfasts. I don't want to deal with people's Wi-Fi problems. And they're like, sure, there's a gecko in my room. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it's Bali. Like, come on. Um, 
no, it was it wasn't my passion. But we started. Uh, obviously, I'm passionate about tattoos, mm-hmm. and um, we started. Uh, I made friends with the local tattoo boys, and mm-hmm. I learned Indonesian. We became close friends. They started tattooing out of the bed and breakfast, literally in the dining room, like mm-hmm. dining room table. We had our own tattoo shop, and that started making more money than the actual bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And what was great was, I mean, I started going out to all the, the community events. You know, I was trying new things. I was exploring. I was expanding as a man. I was going to cacao ceremonies and ecstatic dances and a bunch of stuff that the guys in my old neighborhood would have kicked my ass for. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge for me. It was important to grow. And so getting connected and being out in the community and, and connecting with the with the global or the, sorry, Ubudi and Sangha, yeah. I actually was then able to get lots of clientele. They mm. came and got tattooed at my shop. It was like the little tattoo, um, the tattoo villa. Soon enough, um, the lease was going to end for that villa and I needed to figure out something else to do. Like, a, And I was, I was playing with the idea of opening up my own tattoo shop. Mm. I had the artists. I'm not an artist myself, but mm. I knew the right people and I was connected in the community. Mm. So I went to India and uh, I went to this meditation retreat called Tushita in, in uh, the Himalayas in Dharamshala. Mm-hmm. And it was a powerful place. But it was my first real meditation retreat. I'm not mm. talking like a little Bali silent retreat, which is awesome, by the way. It was a real nine days of silence and austerity, and it was hard. <laughs> it was not easy. And, you know, on day six, I had a breakthrough, and I had an idea. And it was like, hey, you can open up a tattoo shop, but you need to – we were meditating on compassion the whole time, mm. but you need to have a give back. Like your business mm. needs to have some sort of karmic impact uh, to make a difference because Bali saved my life. You know, I, I came out to this island wanting to start over. I needed to push full reset on the person I was. And choose new me. And mm. Bali let me do that. Bali opened its uh, its arms for me and healed me, you know. And so I needed to come here and make a difference. So when I had that meditation, it was like, if you have a cause, something that's real, your shop will be successful. You'll do great. Mm. So I was like, okay. And I'm sitting there meditating. Oh, that's a great idea. Fucking great idea. I'll go write it down. I'll go back to my room, write it down. You're not supposed to be writing. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was a great idea. It was a download. So... Mm. On my flight back to uh, Bali from India, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this business. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to remodel it. I'm going I'm to make it happen. Mm. When I landed, within three months, I had already found the, 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 the shop. I renovated it. Uh, I paid for the full year, three years lease up front. I, I mm-hmm. put, uh, took a risk on the place. Um, within three months after that, the shop was the busiest shop in all of Ubud. Mm. Within three months after that, I was cash flow positive. I paid back the entire three years lease up front. I paid it all back and I was now making money. And mm. it, was, it was the most successful shop in Ubud within three, six months. And it was because we found a mental a school to, to support. We found a school for mentally disabled Balinese children mm. and we just gave to them. We just, just told them. I got linked to them through an elder in the community and I just went up to their to their school and I said, hey, I'm going to partner with you guys. Mm. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm going to give you money every single month for my shop. I'm going to partner with you guys. I'll be steadily your partner and help make sure that you guys can run okay. And they were like, oh, what? So the first two months, they were like, well, cool, he's still coming. It's been four years now mm. and we we're still partners and I've been helping them ever since and that's why I feel that shop had a karmic impact around it and it was instantly mm. successful. It was, it was, it was the, the juice around it, you know? Have you communicated about it? And I'm asking because I'm thinking by implementing this, there are three reasons I see why it could help it work well. Mm. One would be people feel like going to your tattoo shop, they also do a good action. Yep. So it incentivizes them to yeah. go. Second one would be maybe for you doing it for something greater than yourself mm. gives you more motivation. 
And the third one would be the universe seeing you doing something good is actually helping you out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All, I mean, that, all three of those, 100% valid. Were you also communicating about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I mean, we were the good karma tattoo yeah, shop. And, yeah. that, and people, people want to give. You know, okay. people want to find a reason to be able to mm. give, but a lot of them don't know how mm -hmm. or not to be a jerk. They're too lazy. Mm. But if they have an easy way to give, they're like, great, mm. I'd rather do that one. I'd rather drink that cup of water if it's going to help out somebody yeah. than drink that cup of water if it's only going to help out mm. only me. You know, people, people want to find a reason. Mm. So for any entrepreneurs or for people out there that are listening that want to start a business, find a way to make it make a give out of it. That it helps not just you, not just your customers, but there's a altruistic give around that, and let people champion your cause. Let them want mm -hmm. to be able to give. That's a, that's a an amazing way to start a business. You know, yeah, yeah. It makes it worth it. It's beautiful. I might paradoxically even if you do it very altruistically, it might really serve you a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. From that shop, it was so successful, uh, and we were we were not a big shop. I mean, mm -hmm. I started small. I started with a little baby shop mm. and then I needed to expand and I opened up Karma House within mm. six months after that. I was scaling up about five to 10 times okay. the size of a place just because it was like I had a great idea. Mm. I took a chance on it. It worked and I could develop and expand mm. it into something bigger and better. And then from that, I, I became, you had Dave on the on the podcast, Meditation Dave. Shout out to Dave. He's one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. He he we he started teaching me meditation. I was going deeper into meditation, and um, he's like, "Do you want to start a business called Yogi Lab?" And I had just built Karma House. And if you ever want to build something in Indonesia, it's difficult. <laughs> Think about over budget and over time. Um, uh, it's gonna test your limits of of, of patience. <laughs> so I was burnt out, and I was like, "Bro, I don't know if I could take on another project right now. I need some time to heal. I went through a bad breakup. I was just, oh, I need some space." And he's like, mm. "This is gonna make you a superhuman." I was like, go on. <laughs> really? Yeah, it'll make you a superhuman. Okay, all right. All right, let's give it a shot. So then we started Yogi Lab to help people uh, with spiritual practices that were already proven to help me change my life and also my business partners. We were all on that path. Mm. And so we thought if we're able to do this as a job, if we're able to not only up-level us consistently and then help others do the same mm. thing, hey, that, that sounds like it's worth it. Mm. That sounds like it's another juicy cause. It has some altruism in there. It has, has a bigger aim than just ourselves and making money. It's like, we're going to change mm. people's lives. Okay, cool. I'm in. Mm. And so Yogi Lab was born out of that. And now we're helping, our goal is to help 80 million meditators meditate mm. across the planet. And Yogi Lab is mainly online programs. Online programs. We also have our headquarters in Uluwatu, the Astana. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be hosting retreats once the world mm -hmm. opens back up again. <laughs> once the world opens back up. That's knock on wood for everyone listening. For, <laughs> for, the, um, for, for people to actually start to be able to uh, come and jam with us in person. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And how did you build then Yogi Lab? Is, what, what did you do? What was your role? Uh, I'm the communications and connections expert. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. I, I like to get us out on uh, social media uh, exposure. I do a lot of our writing and copywriting. Mm -hmm. I love to write. Um, okay. So that's like my, my favorite thing about mm. it is, is meeting people. You know, I'm, I'm a mm. connector, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's just what I do in life. I, that's my passion. That's what mm -hmm. flows easily for me. I love to connect to people, you know, and I okay. love to find out, I mean, it served me back in my old life, but if you need a thing, I know a guy. And so mm. that's what happened here was in, in Yogi Lab is like, I love to find people who want to work with us and, and bring them in and see what we, how we can work together. Mm. And uh, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you find you leverage those relationships very intentionally? Or, no. 
yeah. when you meet someone you think okay that person is going to be good for this collaboration it just kind of comes in naturally to be mm. honest like and a lot of people listening you know if you want to figure out if you want to work with someone yeah. i mean business if you're going to be into a business relationship for a long time you got to make sure you want to hang out with them mm-hmm. like you don't want to hang out you don't want to do business with someone you just can't yeah. stand yeah. sure some of them like you can have remotely great no problem but if you're going to actually create together you don't want it to be an unhappy marriage you want it to be something that's harmonious and that's creation and fun so i just i'm very sensitive around people i'm i'm empathetic Mm. when i feel somebody i really feel them as soon as i meet them i know whether i like them or not or whether i trust them or not Mm. and usually that was the same way in business and i I meet them and i'm I'm like okay we could do a thing together and then my mind instantly just starts thinking about the possibilities Uh, what can we create together Uh, where's that creation energy coming from and that comes from being comfortable with someone first Mm. when your heart's at ease you meet someone you be present listen to them see see how you feel around them and then creation starts happening you start Mm. thinking of ideas and if you're expansive around someone there there you go that's something to work somebody with you have that giddy creation energy with someone great maybe you can make something happen but if you're around other people you know you ever meet someone and you're just kind of like you just don't feel that expansiveness your energy is contracted and they might not be who you want to be working with mm. yeah. and from what we talked about to help um, a spiritual entrepreneur light worker worker doing a business i think definitely um having some kind of giving back included yeah. almost directly in the business yeah. model is yeah. a really good idea i mean that's a big one absolutely yeah. i'm going to be a bit harsh right now yeah um, for a lot of people that are in the spiritual community and and your light workers how can I say this in a nice way? Um, cut the bullshit. Just like really step the fuck up. Honor contracts. Do what you're gonna say. <laughs> okay. Be, be accountable. Okay. Because so I I mean I lived in Ubud for three or four years in the spiritual community building businesses, mm. and I've dealt with many 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 times seeing people to and flow to honor a contract mm. to not be accountable because mm. it just it just wasn't in flow for well, me mercury is in retro great yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly and you're just like yo yeah. how are you ever going to be successful mm. if you don't just do what you're gonna say do what do what you said you're gonna do mm. and you know obviously you need to listen to your intuition and if things don't feel right you can change things but that's an easy spiritual bypassy way mm. to be like, I'm too lazy. I don't want to do the work. Mm. It's just not in flow for me right now. You, growth comes from doing hard things. So if you just want to be soft and, and, and not actually do hard things, don't expect to be successful. Mm. You got to You got to grind. You got to hustle. That doesn't mean you got to uh, do, you know, work, work insanely hard for, for no gains or nothing coming out of it, but it does mean you got to put in the work. Mm. So that's one thing I see around a lot of these people floating around, um, not actually getting stuff done is because they don't just suck it up sometimes and do the work Mm -hmm. and they don't honor contracts. They don't do what they said they're going to do. So that's my hard edge part of it, of Mm -hmm. course. (laughs) And then the other part of it is listen to your heart. If your heart says that you need to do something, then you owe it to your heart to do it. So don't just let that fall off and get lazy. Mm-hmm. It's, if your heart really dreams, you want to be somebody big and help a lot of people and you feel it in your heart, you have the power there. Mm-hmm. When you think of an idea and you feel it, you feel it in your body, hey, this is something that's going to change my life and change people's lives. This mm-hmm. is something that is is juicy for me. It's alive and it's real. You owe it to yourself to do it. Don't let yourself down. Hold yourself mm-hmm. to higher standards than your parents did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like listening to your heart and to the flow, but not using it as an excuse to not be reliable. Yes. Yes. Mm. So you give back, you do the hard things, you listen to your heart. Um, 
you you connect with other people from the heart yep. to to be to be a connector and mm -hmm. and really feel into doing i feel like you want to do business with friends 100 percent. Mm. i mean i i've done a lot of business with a lot of different circles mm -hmm. and it's true I mean, my dad always used to say it like don't be the smartest one out of your friend circle and often i was and he was like your friends are idiots <laughs> i was like i know <laughs> but 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 um it's important to be around people that mm. help you expand the people mm. that help you they help you grow you know mm. uh have you ever done seen any like comedy improv um there's these rules in comedy improv yeah. games and there's one called yes and mm -hmm. so it's like i bring you an idea and you yes and it instead yeah, of just I've done you know what i'm talking yeah. about instead of blocking it right mm. and so me and dave we always talk about this too and you know it's like either add to the idea or make it better mm. or, or you know or, or get out of the kitchen like we need to we need to create create together so be around people you can you can create with and he's taught me a lot in that sense that i've mm. actually been able to learn how to not be pessimistic but be in that creation mode mm. and so when you get him and i together we just blow things out of the water because we both just know how to turn each other onto mm. the creation mode be around those people that get you going yeah. so be around people that a you can learn from And B, you feel expansive around mm -hmm. and C, have the same goals, have the, have the ideas. You know, mm -hmm. they, they want to grow too. They don't want to just sit around and get stoned all the time. You know, there's a time and a place. <laughs> get to get to work and yeah. be around people who will work, you know. Mm. Yeah. So now you have a few businesses we talked about, Karma yeah. House, um, Conscious... Conscious Arts Tattoos, Karma House, Yogi Lab, mm -hmm. and Ulu Life. Mm. Yeah. What's, the, what's the main focus now? And especially if I were to ask you, Where do you see your business in five years? How do you mm. see things evolve? Oh man, I, I'm really excited about Yogi Lab. I mean, mm. that's our that's our global business. That's where we're going to be able to blow things up and really help a lot mm. of people and change the world with meditation. Mm. It's exciting. You said 80 million. 80 million places. meditators. That's our goal. If we can get 80 million meditators, you know, meditating at once mm. or, or, or grow the world's meditation population by that much, it'll mm. actually have a lasting impact mm. on the planet. It'll change the world's consciousness. It's been scientifically proven with the Maharishi effect that if people, if enough meditators get together in a certain area, it drops crime, mm. it drops violent crime. It, it, it's, it has a huge impact on the consciousness mm. surrounding the area, you know. So it's like, imagine that. You ever been around somebody and you just know they meditate? And you know how you feel around them when they meditate? You probably felt it around Dave. You just feel a little bit calm. Or he's kind of intense. You feel a little bit like, holy crap, this guy's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll lay off Dave for a bit. But, but I mean, like the, you're around enough people, you feel the vibration. Mm. So if enough people are meditating, we're all sensitive. We can all pick up and feel that the entire area will change. We want to do that with mm. the world. And you can feel it already in some spaces in Delhi when you enter yeah. the room. Yeah, absolutely, right? Mm. So Yogi Lab's exciting. I'm excited about that one. Uh, Karma House is a staple of Ubud. You know, I want it mm. in five years. I still want it to be, uh, we're, we're franchising. I've gotten people asking me to franchise nice. it all over the world. And it'd be nice to see that brand grow. To go back on, your, on Yogi Lab, mm. I feel like quite a few of our listeners would have online courses mm. and they would have online courses in something uh, they very passionate about and think help raise the consciousness of our planet. It can be breath work, it can mm. be different modalities, but meditation is obviously a big one. Um, how do you monetize courses on meditation? Because there are a lot of meditations for free, a lot of apps that have yeah. for like maybe $5 a month. Yeah. How, what, is, uh, what do you feel can be really an added value to someone who wants to do meditation programs but also wants to monetize it because they want it to be um, their full-time job. I'm not going to tell you because it's a secret. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I would say get specific. Get, get into a niche market. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that, excuse me, there's a lot of people that um, need to be 
need meditation for certain things. Mm-hmm. So I'd say if there was like meditation for and you're a nurse. Okay. And if you're if it's meditation for, you know, pregnant a trauma, women. pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the way to do it. I think there's an there there is a market out there if you get specific enough. Because mm-hmm. there's billions of people out there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people who need help and there's a lot of different situations. So instead of it just being like online meditation, you know, which is yeah. <laughs> it's a saturated market. Yeah. But if you can be like online meditation for people with uh, eating disorder or online meditation for people who need to study or da, 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 da. you know mm. what I'm talking about. You just niche it out because there's enough people that need help out there that you can, mm. you can find your way to the people who really need it by getting clear and specific. What's Yogi Lab's angle? Oh man, well we're giving meditation for free with, with, um, with the online Vipassana. That's, mm. our, that's our gift to the world. We want to help enough people with that. And then the, um, we want to be going to spirituality and entrepreneurship. Spiritual hustle is our is our like moniker. It's our brand. You know, mm. Spiritual hustle. We're spiritual hustlers. So, the active ba- branch of spirituality is entrepreneurialism, and that that's what we want to be doing. We want to be great at business. We want to be able to create, mm. make an impact, create wealth um, in a spiritual way. So we're not going to be out there um, being one of those corporate evil businesses. <laughs> we want to help the world, mm. but we also want to take care of ourselves. We want to see. How developed and capable we can become to then uh, make a difference, and that'll show in our business. Mm. It'll show what we can create in the mm. world around us. We want to be um, our environment to be a product of us, rather than us being a product of our environment. Because I was a product of my environment growing up in East Vancouver. Yeah. It affected me. I was that guy because I grew up in that place. And when you can get enough power internally, you can start making that change. Mm. So then the world around you changes because you can create it. You make the change. And that's what we want to do for business. Mm. And changing, um, changing yourself also, that's something you've done quite a lot. Transformation, man. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit uh, on tips how to start your life over? I mean, you've yeah. been a criminal in Vancouver, <laughs> then into yeah. spirituality, then still in spirituality, but creating businesses. Absolutely, absolutely. And for each of these transitions, I mean, even with different stories, I was growing startups, then um, becoming more spiritual, and then not reintegrating that in the in the business so i feel like a bit of similarities there mm. um, i know for me it's come with sometimes is a self-judgment of yeah. care about the opinion of others like how did how did you navigate <laughs> these changes those are all really important things absolutely mm. um yeah so i have a channel on youtube and through yogi lab called full reset and it's tips to start your life over mm. and that's that's something that i'm super passionate about is giving fundamental tips because there's lots of different areas you cover there that you're gonna have to face and change Um, and one of the most, the, the first one is get real with yourself, mm. really accept that you need to change, really actually have some introspection time, you know, be alone and see who you are alone, not with the people you're around all the time, not with who you mm. grew up with, not with who your parents think you want to be, or think, um, think you should be, uh, go be alone for a minute, mm. you know, go travel alone. That is the most powerful mm. thing you can possibly do. Anyone listening, go somewhere by yourself, go to a trip by yourself. Don't go to Mexico with your friends. Don't go drink in a pool in Vegas. You know, don't, don't be doing that stuff. That's not traveling. Go out to the woods, go on a meditation retreat, go to India alone, go somewhere. I mean, it's hard traveling right now. I understand that. But if you can go on a trip by yourself and get clear on what you want, go find clarity. And, mm. and then you're going to see what your heart wants. You know, get what, what excites you when you're by yourself, not when, you know, your best friend from your old neighborhood, you know, just wants to go drinking. You know, go, go be by yourself and see what, see what your heart says. That was the first step. And that's what I needed to do. I came to Bali alone by myself and I did a yoga teacher training mm. and it changed my life. I tried something new and that's the next mm. step. To find yourself. Go, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Find yourself, 
try new things and see what your new self likes. Because you can break out of that shell and experience new things in life and see how the new you handles those things when no one else is watching. You know, what, what, what really, how do you really respond to situations when your friends aren't there from your old neighborhood, right? You can, you can be somebody new and you can just make that decision. And the next step, once you get clear on who you want to be, is just make the flip the switch. Be that person. Own it. I own it completely. I left the game. I left Vancouver and I wanted to move to Bali and be a caring, compassionate, loving person that mm. people enjoyed being around. And that's what I wanted. That's all I wanted. I was like, I'm going to come out here and be a good dude. And as soon as I came out here, I could just be that person. No one knew me from, from back at mm. home. I could just be whoever I wanted here. It's not like I was a monster back at home, but I just meant like I wanted to be somebody different. So I was able to go and make that choice. Um, the next is get hungry about life. Growth. That's extremely important. Get obsessed about your personal growth. Pick things you want to learn and just go for it. Pick the direction where you want to go. Mine was spirituality. I want to learn as many spiritual practices mm -hmm. as I could. And that's what I did for a, a year or two. I did eight meditation retreats, very close proximity. I did three, three yoga teacher trainings. I did tantra trainings, authentic relating. I saw psychiatrists. I saw spiritual counselors. I meditated with gurus. I, I did everything I possibly could, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it had a big impact on me. It didn't make me more spiritual. I don't know, but it made me a more capable human being and it widened my character. Mm. You know, I became a bigger, wider a person in, in range of what I knew, what I've experienced, the people I can connect with, the depth I had with other people. I could connect with anyone after that rather than just being the boy from the hood that had a very narrow perspective. Mm. So become a wider person. And that's super important for starting your life over. And then you might, then that opens mm. possibilities. If you widen your character, you can connect with more people, more possibilities are going to open for you. Uh, that was huge for me. Mm. Yeah. I got more tips. I'm going to put out a course for this. So everybody listening, stay tuned for that. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And um, what, what do you call spiritual hustle? Because you talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. The active branch of spirituality is business, as, okay. as I said before. So can you bring spirituality into your hustle? So a lot mm. of people work a nine to five and then they, and they think, you know, and religion or, or spirituality is separate. But mm. can you bring everything you do into a spiritual mm. experience? Can you bring the devotion, the connection, your moral values? Mm. Can you bring spirituality, your spirit, your alignment, um, and your, your ability to connect with others in an authentic and true, deep way? Can you bring that into business? Mm. Is that going to be how you, how you do business, you know? So if you bring that into business, business is going to become something special. It's not going to be outside of your spiritual practice. Mm. Business is within your spiritual practice and your business will change in that way. They'll treat people better. You know, you're not going to get into a lot of these conflicts that you'll get with people. You're never going to cheat anybody. You're going to be doing good business and you're going to be feeling heart-centered and connected the whole mm. way. It's super important. Do you approach work like a ceremony? <laughs> I, do, I do it sometimes. Yeah, like I yeah. open my laptop with gratitude for my laptop yeah, and yeah. thinking about the intention and how blessed I am to put that work in um, the world. I get that. <laughs> totally. I, 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 I would probably like... In, The spiritual practice, I'd put metta into it. So mm -hmm. when I'm serving people, I put love into that, okay. loving kindness into that. Mm. But to be honest, I'm a bit of a heyoka. Do you know what a heyoka is? No. Uh, in, I don't want to butcher this, but in the Native American culture, heyoka is like the joker of the tribe. Mm -hmm. He's the one who does things a bit backward. He's the yeah. one who makes the whole tribe laugh. He's the, he's the joker, crazy mm. character personality type. I kind of treat business like that because <laughs> I'm usually the one. Like, look, I was the class clown growing okay. up. I want to have fun with everything mm. I do. So I'm trying to make sure it's a fun thing. Mm. It's, we're all living some big cosmic joke. We might as well have some fun mm. with it. So I want to make sure that's why I work with like, my best friends. You know, I work with people that I genuinely love mm. and that I can joke around with. 
and I bring that into business. So most people that I collaborate with, I connect with, I work with, I want to be able to make sure that I can treat it like the game that I think mm. life is, you know? Mm. I want to win that game and I also want to win business. Mm. How, how do you combine having fun, taking things lightly and not seriously, um, playing the game, and with at the same time something that can look very serious, which is uh, alleviating suffering for people and really helping raise the consciousness of the planet. How do you combine these two? <laughs> In funny ways, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but really, I mean, alleviating suffering, I mean, one of the best cures for suffering is laughter, hmm. you know? Um, sure, absolutely. The first step of that is to be accountable and real and see reality clearly hmm. and really be able to um, take a look at what's actually happening But outside of that, you can make things fun. Mm. You can joke around a little bit. You can be a bit lighthearted, you know, mm. and, I, and I enjoy that. That's something I, I'm really passionate about that. Um, I'll be the one who's thinking of ridiculous things during a meditation retreat. <laughs> not try not to laugh to myself, you know, but but I'm not the best student. I'm, I'm still the class clown, you know, that's my own complex to get mm. over. But I'd say um, spirituality doesn't have to be so serious. Yeah. In fact, it shouldn't. There's lots of funny stuff happening mm. in spirituality. Um, lots of absolutely ridiculously hilarious things. And my mm. favorite spiritual teachers were funny. Mm. They crack jokes. Mm. You know, they're serious. They're hardcore. They have discipline. They have power. They put in the work. Mm. But they also know how to crack a joke. Because mm. it is it is meant to be a bit funny. I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff mm. happening in the Shanti Shanti spiritual world. If you can't make fun of it, you're being too serious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that resonates. Well, I mean... I think a lot of people who can't joke around in the spiritual world yeah. are taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. And then that's ego. If you're taking yeah. yourself so seriously you can't joke around, yeah. that's your ego saying, no, I'm taking, I'm, I see myself as this rock, this person, sorry, this, this, uh, uh, on this pedestal. How dare you laugh? You know, and then mm. how spiritual is that? There's all that ego mm. in it. But a lot of the spiritual teachers that I've gravitated towards make fun of themselves. Yeah. They make fun of other people. They're hilarious. I mean, going to, have you done a Vipassana by S.N. Goenka? Yeah. His discourses are hilarious. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. Those were, I mean, 20-year-old discourses. You know, you're laughing in them still. They're, 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 he's great. You know, he's compelling. He's charismatic. Mm. He, he's able to draw people in. There's showmanship in mm. him. I mean, he was a hustler. He's, a, he's an original spiritual hustler. Yeah. That's a prime example of one is SN Goenka. Because mm. he was able to navigate the business world and create and then also navigate his internal world mm. and meditate and, and bring people together yeah. and then produce the web that he did that helped yeah. change the world. Yeah, and I ask you because it's interesting. I don't resonate with the word hustler mm. because I, my view, my association is being on the laptop a lot. Mm -hmm. But then I definitely resonate with being committed yeah. to. Up. So, for example, for me, my sadhana in the morning is part of my my business doing well too. Right, mm -hmm. so I'm very committed to that. So in Absolutely. that way, that's a spiritual hustle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna approach the end. With this podcast. Wow, that flew by. Yes. Wow, <laughs> wow amazing. There's, there's a question I'd like to ask is, what is success to you? <sighs> I mean, I'd say success is actually just, it meant different things to me over the years, yeah. you know? Before that, if you ask me... Materialistic at the beginning. Man, at 25 years old, success to me was I was going to be a multimillionaire by mm. 30. I was going to have a huge construction property development mm. company. I was going to, you know, be fine on jets everywhere. I was going to be doing mm. things... And it was a very different um, level of happiness and contentment. Mm. It was it, it was not real. You know, it was like a rap music video. Mm. Now, success to me is happiness, contentment. Mm. It's waking up full of love. It's how much mm. connection I have to the people around me. The quality of people that I have around me that I love to be around. That's super important. And then it spreads into, am I doing things I'm passionate about? Yes, I need my businesses to be cash flow positive and crushing it. That's, that is success. I love that. 
but also is there growth? Like, mm. is there internal growth? Am I growing as a person? And am I creating things that I'm excited mm. about? Mm. And that's success. If I'm doing mm. something I just love doing, and if I'm creating with my friends and I'm building things that are helping people, that is success. Mm. It's more about the mission and the purpose than it is about if I have a fancy car or not now. Mm. And I realize I'm a lot happier thinking this way. It's juicier. It's more tangible. It leads to more contentment. And it's, it's something that it changes your life once you start thinking that way. Mm. Once you start thinking about the why, your purpose, and who you're doing it with, um, things just change around you. You start being more present around mm. people. You start caring more. And you start having more fun. Mm. Yeah. And for a listener who would probably agree with that, and finds actually a lot of fulfillment in um, by themselves uh, without needing too much external, but feels like they have more to give in the world, as you're doing with your businesses. Um, what are a few key actions they could take right now to put them on, on the, this path of bringing more their gifts with the world? Mm. Key steps and actions, I simple. mean, very simple, is get mm. clear. Get clear. Get clear. What do you want to do? Extremely mm. clear. Write it down. Write everything down. Make lists. Like if we're going to get as simple as possible, make a list of what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Make a list of what you need to do to get it. Do, do you have tools? Are there some people use the Ikigai framework. Some people... Use I just... Honestly, I made checklists. I just wrote I just wrote on a binder. I wasn't going okay. to fancy with it. I'm sure so there's lots of... Get a piece of paper. Get and a write piece of paper, and paper and pen. Go old school. Yeah. You know? Um, and get a list. Make a list of what's in your way. What are the things, okay, what's your, what's your goal that you want in life? Mm -hmm. What's in your way? How do you get through that? Mm -hmm. So that's, that was the, the first thing that got me started on that. And then what do I need to learn? Who do I need to mm -hmm. become to create what I want? And what do I need to learn? Who do I need to meet? And yeah, what you're doing is, is really good to um, go over the overwhelm because yeah. it's, it's chunking and it's writing down. Yeah. And so sometimes when it's in your head, and you haven't put it clearly as you're describing now, it seems like a big mountain. Yeah. And then you're writing it down. Oh, that's what I love. That's what's in my way. That's what I need to do. Yeah. And it's written down and you're like, okay, it's not that big. This system works for everything. It mm. works for if you want to write a, an email or, or write some copy. I use mm -hmm. it for that. It works if I need to have a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have to talk with, if you have to, you know, bring up something hard with someone you okay. want to talk with, write this list out first. Mm. What do I want the outcome to be? Uh, what's in my way, you know, what are the obstacles I need to uh, get through? And then you can chunk out how you're going to frame everything. So it's just like get clear and write things down and have direction. And, mm. and the direction is going to help you get, get started. A lot of people, when they don't chunk things down, it's this big like, oh, how am I ever going to move to Bali? Mm. How am I ever going to start something out there until they make every little thing a system? And you can just tick the boxes and start moving forward, mm. make it work. Nice. So that chunking, writing down to get clarity yeah, would be the, yeah, really the first step. And then the next thing would be learn as much as you can. I mean, as we were talking about before we started, I got a C- minus in French. <laughs> you know, French wasn't my forte. Um, but when I got out of high school, I became a student of life. Mm. You know, I, I was still, I was learning in everything that I wanted to be learning in. And then once I came out here, I started learning, okay, I want to I speak Indonesian. I speak fluent Indonesian mm. now because I studied. You know, because I, I went and put my work in through my mind. 
pick up books, read, because mm. it's so important to continuously grow. What gave you that thirst to learn, though? Because some people might agree with you, but don't have mm. that excitement about learning. And I know for me also, at some point, I didn't have the same excitement about learning new things as I I wanted now. to be able to step into a room and be able to talk to anyone. I'm a mm. connector. And I came from a rough area okay. and I was a drug dealer before. So but finding why you want to learn. Yeah, I wanted to be a better human being. Yeah. I wanted to be someone smart, intelligent, and capable. And that's completely within my control. Mm. I can change who I want to be by learning things, by actually mm. integrating it and then going and meeting people that I want to learn and grow with and grow and see that my growth is happening because I'm able to connect to anybody now mm. and not just the people from my neighborhood. And that was huge for me. So pick a subject and go and learn. Find people who know more than you. Go be their friend. Mm. It's important. Or interview them in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Send them your way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron. And how can people follow you and what's next? Um, oh, absolutely. You? you can follow me on Instagram. I am Ink Pray Love, Ink underscore Pray underscore Love, because Julie Roberts saved my life and I saw Eat, Pray, Love and that got me to find out that I needed to move to Bali. I didn't know where it was, but I needed to get there. So thank you, Julia Roberts. I love you so much. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, follow Yogi She's Lab. To I really hope she is. I really hope she is. Uh, follow uh, Yogi Lab, the underscore Yogi underscore Lab on Instagram. Follow us. You can find all of our courses and classes coming out now and stay tuned for Full Reset, the course coming out. But you can also follow the Full Reset channel on YouTube and see the videos on my personal Instagram and on the Yogi Lab Instagram. Amazing. And if you guys ever want any tattoos, I'm your guy. Come to mm. Ubud Bali. I'll hook you up. If you watch or mention this podcast, I'll give you 50% off. 50? 50? 5-0. I will hook you up that much if you mention this podcast. Whatever tattoo you want. That's a gift from me to you. You might see me soon. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron, for, uh, I guess, inspiring the, the listeners to take action, to be reliable, to connect, to give back mm -hmm. and to um, go big on, on being uh, spiritually fulfilled, but also giving back to the world and creating those beautiful business businesses. So thank you. Do you have a last word for the listener? Uh, no, I just, I just really, if you're listening to this right now, first off, good job. Uh, I mean that because you're actually listening to something that you want to better yourself with. You're putting in that work for yourself. That is an act of self-love right there. And that deserves to be recognized. Instead of listening to, you know, rap music or, you know, not to dog on rap music. I love rap music. But I just mean instead of listening to something that isn't exactly making yourself better right then and there, you chose to invest in yourself. You're on the right track right there. That is self-love. You're doing the right thing to continuously be searching out things that are going to make your life better. You're on the right track. You're doing a great job. So keep up the good work. Thank you, Aaron. And thank you to everyone. To the time to listen. Much love. Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. If you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you think I can help you grow your soul mission business, you can register for a free 15-minute coaching call with me go to www.thelightleaders.org slash free call.
Thank you again and let's co-create the Conscious New Earth together.